Yo, 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 what up? This is Scooter Wilkerson with the Lunch Break Podcast, a.k.a. 15 Minutes with Scooter. I might have said it backwards. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how I said it. It just matters that you're here. All five of y'all, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all, man. I, I'm rocking with y'all. Y'all rocking with me? I'm rocking with y'all. Let's go from four to the millions and millions of people. First off, I got to say, um, Jay-Z wants you to take the $500,000 lunch over him. I mean, it's not nothing I haven't been saying for years. I'm taking that half a bill, going to go buy a house. And get myself together, get my family together, get my career together, and then you know we're gonna come back and revisit that lunch with Jay Z. Hey, Jigga Man, can we get lunch then? You know what I mean? Because I know Jay Z. First of all, I gotta make sure it's lunch on him because there's no telling how expensive and how much money he might spend on that lunch. Because if it's lunch on me, we going to Applebee's. <laughs> Imagine Jay Z sitting at Applebee's in a public drink, and people seeing him with the dreads on, looking like Basquiat. But you know, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, he said take the five. There was a meme that was going around where it was like five thousand dollars, five hundred thousand dollars, or lunch with Jay Z. And I always say take the five thousand liquid cash, tax free, as a gift. Yeah, take that all day, man. Y'all tripping. Even Jay-Z said take it. That's a bad deal. He said that's a bad deal. <laughs> Not taking it. But, uh, you know, uh, Pink revealed she almost died of a drug overdose as a teenager. Yeah, that's sad. Pink, Um, I wish she wasn't doing no drugs. Pink from Philadelphia, the singer Pink, who was on Lady Marmalade and all that. She said she almost died of a drug overdose as a teenager. I'll, Pink always gave me, like, you know, little druggy vibe when she was a teenager and stuff, but any kid, it's gotta be hard battling drugs as a child. I know I went to school, I went to Lincoln High School in Philadelphia, and it was like, it was so crazy, and when I say crazy, I'm pretty sure like there's other schools that had crazier situations, but the kids that were on drugs was ridiculous in Lincoln. If we had, because it was a mixed school, we had the white boys white people that play hacky sack and we had black people, we had Asians we had the um, the Russians and the, the, the Slovenians and all those people hung together so we grouped them all together like basically the Europeans they were all hung together and when I say they was about selling drugs, drugs when we as teenagers they was on those drugs you know and I like kids was coming to school PCP'd out tripping seeing stuff and it was one kid I know he was doing if he was doing wet. And when I say wet, I mean he's mixing a blunt with some bombing fluid. Like it was a crazy time. I don't even know if they really was doing it because they should have been acting a little bit different on that. Like we just seen people getting attacked and all that stuff. So I don't know if they was really doing that. They might have been capping, you know. They might have been out here lying, telling telling me more than what they were doing, but yeah, they was snorting, breaking up Tylenols, doing all types of stuff. It was a wild time. I went to four different high schools. If you don't know about me, like anybody who knows me, I'm, I'm, I'm a proud person of four different high school experiences. I went to Philadelphia Mennonite High School where that's a Christian school. And they was on drugs in there too. They was in there getting high, blowing the weed and 
you know, popping the little Adderalls and stuff like that. I was running those kids. Those kids were like, the kids at Philadelphia Mennonite strike me as like people who were like sheltered as kids. And then they finally, the only time they could go outside is when they was in school. So they was going wild at school, like sex, drugs, everything but money was at Philadelphia Mennonite. Now, my high school experience at um, Philadelphia Business Law and Economics Charter School, which was a charter school in Philadelphia, right off, right where the train station at, the legendary train station, 30th and Market. That's like, 30th and Market would be Philadelphia's Grand Central Station. And my experience in, in Philadelphia Business and Law School, it was a lot of parents who wanted to their children to avoid the neighborhood schools. So we all went to that charter school. So it was like, you didn't have a choice of going to, your choice was go to your neighborhood school, which was kind of bad or whatever, and you didn't really want your kid to go there, they sent you there. So it, was, it wasn't it was that bad. They was, it was gambling like a mug on Philadelphia that night. I mean, Philadelphia um, Business and Law. I actually learned a lot in two, a year and a half. I learned a lot at Philadelphia Economics and Law Charter School. It just was the fact that that school, like literally, I could just walk out at any given moment and just go home. Like it, it was that, it was that crazy. They, the school had no organization over who should be in class at what time and what. They didn't have no organization. And we were like inside of um, University of Penn. It was like a subsidiary campus of Drexel and University of Penn. And it was it was like a little built-in. And we had a small school. Only thing, only, I think we only had like 100 kids in there, 125 kids, 130 kids in a whole high school. But it was fun. I like Philadelphia. It just didn't have any. If that school had sports, I probably would have stayed there. I love that. I actually like that school. I like the experience. Everybody was pretty much focused on their books. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't a lot of dumb stuff going on there. I had my first high school. I had my first and only high school fight there where I um, – I'm not trying to like brag or nothing, but you know, beat ball up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I socked the shit out, ball, for talking crazy about me. You know, I ain't gonna sit here and brag on that, but that was the first time I had to do somebody dirty. What me say? Do doing dirty like a floor bop. Had doing dirty, big, big, big. That's how that's the sound effect when we beat somebody up and feel big, 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 big. That was my first. No, it wasn't my first rumble. That was my only win because my second rumble I lost. I got knocked out bad. <laughs> my second rumble, like my first, uh, my first year at Lincoln. I'm coming home and you know it was so dudes and they was playing the crazy games to play back in the day. And I don't know why we played this game. They would hit you in the nuts and I hit boy in the nuts before he could hit me. And I guess I hit him hard and I embarrassed him in front of everybody. And I was hanging with some rappers and that was when I learned my lesson on not to hang with rappers. So I'm hanging with the rappers at the time at the high school and I end up meeting up with a rapper and he actually beat up a lot of rappers. And he bop, 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 beat me up on the bus. That boy, that boy, he beat me up so bad that I just like, you know, I just went into like blocking him. Like I'm like, yo, this boy just not going to hit me no more. <laughs> like, I didn't even want to rub him. I'm just like, yo, I'm not taking no more hits because the next one might be fatal. Like that Joe, he snuck me too. Bop right off the bus and that was it. As only those was my only fights in high school. But it was one win, one loss, and one and one, man. I'm fifty percent out here. But yeah, I think that, you know, pink with the the drugs is sad and I seen a lot of kids go through that. I always was one kid that refused to like mess with drugs or anything. Like I wouldn't even smoke weed in high school. Like it just didn't make any sense to me. 
I don't know. I guess my life wasn't that hard to even look at drugs as an option. Thank you. Swear to Tamara. Shout out to Tamara for making my life so easy. Shout out to Tamara to, to and Priscilla and, you know, give Arnett a little bit of credit. But for the most part, it was Tamara and Priscilla because whenever I needed a little $50 or $100, I, I pretty much got it from Tamara and Priscilla. I would never really random in. I always knew. I hope my daughter does the same thing as a child and she just knows the factor of my money. Like, she knows I'm not rich. Like, and as long as your kid knows, like, how much stuff costs and that you're not rich, I think it pretty much makes it a little bit easier on you, man. It makes it easy to me. Because once your kid knows that, all right, I might have to work a little bit if I want this extra things or whatever like that, it just it just shows, like, it, 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 it puts things into perspective. Uh, put a lot of things in perspective for me. As a kid, my main goal, honestly, was always to get my own place as soon as I could. Because I just didn't like the controlling factor of my parent telling me what I could and couldn't do. And then the more I went to work, as I grew up, I learned, like, yo, this your own place stuff. I, I don't know if I want to work every day just to pay bills. So I ended up staying at grandma's house because grandma gave me just enough freedom to not want my own place, but to also um, have money and also have to work for it. So shout out to Priscilla and Tamara, man. It was, it was, it was legit. Trump compared himself to Nelson Mandela. Yo, Trump is hilarious. He compared himself to Nelson Mandela and also said there was no um, during the times that he. For Donald Trump is my big. Donald Trump is hilarious. He said, when I was in the president, there was no terroristic anything happening. And it was. <laughs> He's hilarious, bro. Like, Donald Trump is the funniest boy ever. I don't care what nobody say. That boy is comical, man. I just don't. My thing is, what um, I'm on CNN and on Google and everything. The celebrity worship is, I guess that's what gets the clicks and the likes of celebrities. And it's crazy because it's like, why is Jay-Z telling people to take the $500,000, the biggest thing on <laughs> one of the top things on CNN right now? It just doesn't make any sense. You know, I just don't understand that. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't get how, you know, um, Jay-Z making a statement is like the biggest thing. Squid Game is coming back. It's a the competition. They ain't gonna have a competition on Netflix. It's gonna be the Squid Games. I know y'all watch the popular show Squid Games, which I didn't, but I know enough about the Squid Games to watch to um, know about the series. I'm actually gonna watch this. Um, I'm gonna watch this this series. Like it's gonna be like American Ninja Warrior and all this stuff like that mixed with Squid Games, which is gonna be fire, man. That's gonna be fire so my daughter did her second day of um her second session of tumbles so tumbles is like kitty gymnastics and her best friend wasn't there and i could tell that my daughter didn't have my mom played my daughter out my daughter was so tired going to gymnastics so she went she was happy when she went when she got there she had fun, but the first thing she said is, where's Emmy? And she couldn't find her best friend. That's what she calls her best friend. She can't 100% pronounce her name. So she's like, where's Emmy at? And I'm like, ah, oh, but Emmy's not coming. And she was like, 
you know, I was like, come on, we're going to go play. Let's run. So I had to be her best friend, which was kind of cool because it was just me and her. And we went and we did the tumbles. And I told y'all last episode, she had beef with a little girl. And the little girl ended up becoming her friend now that Emmy isn't there. So she had fun. And that's when I realized that, you know, I don't think everybody should be my child friend because she was breaking my child's concentration through tumbles. So my child's best friend is one of the most well-behaved, greatly constructed, precise children I know. This little girl follows the rules. She does what the teacher tells her to do. So in a sense, my daughter follows the behavior of that child, which is lit because now my child is being a very good child following her. So now she's following this other child. And this child literally does whatever she wants to do and when she wants to do it. And I'm not saying she's bad, but she's be doing her own thing, which I don't like for my daughter to do. I want my daughter to follow directions. I want my daughter to learn the structure. I want my daughter to learn the process. I want my daughter to be able to lock in mentally. That's what I want. I think if you could lock in mentally, and the class is only an hour, so if she could lock in mentally to what the group is doing and to growing within the group and learning within the group, then brilliance becomes because once she learns the basics, she can do whatever she want to do. So this little girl, we have these parachutes that we play with. So the little girl was like, yeah, I have a ghost. So the um, teacher gave all the kids a little mini ghosts. So they all had the ghosts. And the little girl was like, I'm not throwing my ghost in a parachute. She made sure she made that announcement. So my daughter held on to her ghost. And I said, no, throw your ghost. So she threw her ghost. She's like, ah, threw her ghost. So then me and my daughter just sitting down. And it's the end of the class. At the very end of the class, they do dancing. So they dance. They do sing this song. So my daughter wasn't participating because she's following this little girl. The little She's looking at this little girl as her example because she doesn't know what to do. So the little girl's not dancing. So I take my daughter and I'm dancing my daughter with the group. So in closing, the little girl comes to me and she says, you can put her arms down and she can do it herself. Oh, if I ever wanted to curse out a child, but I had to keep it very, very light and professional. I said, well, how you doing, Missy? I'm just going to let you know that you don't have to tell me what to do with my daughter. And you can go over there and go sit with your mommy and be quiet. Okay? Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, my God. If I ever wanted to curse a kid out bad, that would be daddy. But I'm just happy that, you know, keep it cool. I'm a very composed individual at times. Sometimes I can get emotional and get wild. But at that time, I kept my composure. And I told the little girl about herself. Even though maybe I should have been letting my daughter do it on her own. Maybe I should have let my daughter do it on her own. But she wasn't keeping up with the group. And I want my daughter to keep up with the group. And also, I want my daughter to learn. So I had to push her. She's not in the semicircle. I want to get in the semicircle. So that's all I got to say. So that was my daughter's day at, um, at Tumbles. And, you know, I'm starting to realize more kids' stuff is a money grab. They just... They just line up a whole bunch of things. It just it's like it was this thing and it was this thing in Philadelphia when we as kids called Discovery Zone where they just like yeah, ball pits and paws. That was crazy. 
Boy, you can't say nothing word to kid in baseball. They had all these pits and balls and all this stuff like that, and the kids get in there and they run around and they jump around and all that stuff like that. And basically, it's just a whole bunch of tumble, a whole bunch of mats and stuff, and the kids go in there and jump around and go play, and they learn how to like just structured activity, just non-structured activities that they get to choose from and find the monkey bars and do all stuff like that. You just pay a, it's not, it's not expensive at all. It wasn't expensive. It was expensive. It wouldn't be worth going, but paid a little bit of money to get her out the house once a week and just get her in there and get her around other kids. So, you know, money grab, child shit. But I appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. I don't have no bars for y'all today. I'm trying to slim down with the bars. Let me give you some bars next week. Promise, but I appreciate all y'all for tuning in. A few people that tune in. This is school 15 minutes with Scooter. I appreciate y'all. If y'all wanted to learn about me and everything, that's what y'all get. Sometimes, sometimes y'all get a whole bunch of current events and topics and situations. Sometimes y'all just learning about me. I appreciate y'all for sticking in with the Scooter's World podcast. 15 minutes with Scooter, lunch break podcast. You can call whatever you want. I appreciate you. Remember, Tupac cares and don't nobody else care. I'll see y'all next week.